Hey guys, what's up? This is your girl Coco, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Key Can with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me tell you a little bit about it. It is about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. I have my friends, guests, family come on the show, and we kiki about whatever the topic for the day is. And so today I have with me one of my longtime friends here. Very excited to for to have this conversation with you guys. But Alex, you want to go ahead and say what's up and intro, you know, let people know about you. Hey everybody. Um, I'm Alexandria. We've been friends for a long, 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 long time. I'm so excited to be here and to support her in this show and just have a good time kicking about the day's topics because if you don't laugh, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we're going to go ahead and get into today's Drink with Coco, recommended by Alexandria. And the drink is a Paloma. So the Paloma, I'm assuming, is like a margarita, correct? It's a Mexican drink, yes. Okay. So it is kosher saw, a grapefruit red wedge. Do you put the grapefruit juice? You put grapefruit juice in it, right? I do. I actually really like grapefruit juice. Everybody does, but I do. Okay. So grapefruit juice, lime juice sugar and you can either use mezcal or tequila and then club soda so how did you come across this drink and you know what made you like it so much we spent some time in mexico during the pandemic and just like you know tequila's all around you all the time and i have Mm -hmm. this uh there's this really good grapefruit drink i like um in jamaica it's ting in Mexico, I can't remember the brand, but it's like whatever their little soda is. Not Fanta, yeah. but whatever sodas they have, they have all different types of flavors. I like grapefruit. And I figured mm-hmm. out I like grapefruit and tequila. Turns out it's already mm-hmm. been a drink. <laughs> like, I didn't discover yeah. anything. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. So, actually, I actually had the team drink on the show last week. I love the- it. The show, the uh, guest on the show last week is uh, his family is Jamaican. So, and they go down there all the time. And so that was his recommendation. So this is different because this one has tequila in it. And that one is made with the grapefruit ting. And then this one has actual grapefruit juice in it and lime, which makes it like a margarita. Yes, but it is very refreshing. I will definitely make sure to add the ingredients on the show notes for you guys to go ahead and try it out. If you guys try it out, go ahead and hashtag drink with Coco and tag at Kiki and with Coco. So I can know y'all are out there trying out these drinks. And so now that we got our drink going, we're going to go ahead and get into the word on the street. So word on the street, as of late, there have been a lot of states that have been saying that they no longer want to teach like slavery and um, I don't know why sometimes I'll be forgetting words, but anything that has to deal with like 
segregation and things of that nature, certain states are not wanting to teach that in their curriculum. So today we're going to talk about how Texas has just passed that bill, but they also joined the ranks of like Oklahoma as well, who've decided they want to remove MLK and Native American history from being taught. Um, As of right now, my thoughts on this are you can't, I mean, okay, you can say you don't want to teach about um, the civil rights movement or whatever, or hatred between the races, but at the end of the day, how you are raised is how you're going to interact with other people. So if you have parents that are racist or have some biases against different races, then of course you may, um, you may learn those same habits and not teaching it in school is not going to change the outcome. So what are your, your thoughts? I'm just so outdone with all of this and this is how you keep people ignorant and this is how we get all these Karens who want mm-hmm. to weaponize their white tears because you are removing all of the context around our present situation we right. didn't just land here we didn't it's just not like this is a new day this is a continuum and for Texas of all states, with all this hoopla now around Juneteenth, for Texas to be the one to come in and say, oh, we're not going to teach this stuff anymore. So what history are you going to be teaching? Are you going to stop at European history? Are you going to stop at the colonies or like independence? And then what, fast forward to landing on the moon? Like, what, what are we doing here? You're going <laughs> to have an entire generation that is just actually ignorant. Like other countries, other cultures learn about our history because it's a part of world history and you're just going to completely isolate an entire generation and they won't even know about themselves. You don't even know about your own history. So culture, they're going to be ignorant. They're not going to understand our present moment. And when we have these conversations, when you have a black lives matter, when you have an insurgency at the white house, like you have no context to put any of this into place and they're really doing more harm than good. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think what they're, like you said, they're trying to erase a time period that happened. And it's just like, you can't erase any of this. And even speaking about Native American history, we already know we like to say Columbus found America, or whatever, but Native Americans were already here. So um, the fact that you teach that and now, or don't teach that, that part that Native Americans were here and now you want to take out the civil rights movement or Martin Luther King, things of that nature is just like so you just want to erase it like it never happened. Which we're going is, backwards. Exactly. But I think backwards. that's why it's important for parents to be teaching their kids at home because apparently they're not going to be learning these types of things in school and then I'm assuming if your children go to a predominantly white school, Black History Month is not a thing that's upheld within those 
those education systems or whatever. But I remember growing up in Black History Month being a thing and we having an assembly and we doing projects and we learning about different Black leaders or, you know, Black people who have made history. And I think it's unfortunate that if your child doesn't go to a predominantly Black school, this is something, a part of their culture that they're not getting. And I get like sometimes living in these suburban areas that are not predominantly white, you're there because you want your kids to get a better education and things like that. But they, they're also missing a part of their history as, as well. That's a big part. And we don't even, for them to make it worse, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're not even getting everything as is. We hadn't been getting everything as is. And it's like, again, I mean, being cultured, traveling, going to other museums. There's so much life that happened prior to America being discovered by Europeans or found or landing here because you didn't discover anything. There had been native people here for centuries. They'd been trading, they'd been traveling. And for our melanin deficient cousins to come here and then just take (laughs) over everything, slaughter, pillage, you know what I'm saying? That's part of your that's part of your history. I think that's the part they want to erase. Like, oh no, we didn't, you know, give um smallpox blankets to native people. That's not something we would have done. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, yes it, it is. is. <laughs> None of this is new. <laughs> this is what you do. You wondering why we don't want to give vaccines, why we don't trust you, is because of all of this historical things at time and 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 time again. But they just want to say, no, let let's 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 not act like any of that ever happened. You know what I'm saying? We just, we came over here on ships. There were some native people here. They didn't know what to do with this land. They just, they didn't know what to do at all. So we helped them. We brought them religion. We brought them civilization. Get out of here. It's going to be hard. Oh, Gen Gen Z, I feel for y'all, man. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's, uh, and bringing up like, them saying like they brought them religion and brought them you know civilization you know all of these things but let's let's talk there's a bigger story to talk about like the moors going which were africans going to europe and teaching white people how to clean themselves how to cook math things of that nature like white people did not invent these things (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. They did not. It's like if you could just go to a natural history museum, you'll get all of this. But even then, they're whitewashing things. Um, mm-hmm. Even in our museums um, at the Capitol in D.C., I think I was at the Library of Congress, and they had some panels depicting, you know, some of the first interactions uh, with the Native people, and they called it what they called it, the encounter. Oh, many Natives didn't survive the encounter with the Europeans. Encounter? You mean <laughs> purposeful slaughtering of this people and this guy? That's what you talk. It's just you know language and words. But honestly, being in a pandemic and having so much time to myself, mm-hmm. I see how people can choose to be ignorant. Right? Yeah. If it's not, if it doesn't deal with your day to day life, you can literally act like it does not exist. Like it's a whole nother world, and it's unfortunate for society as a whole, as, as, as a whole, but I mean, I get why they do it. You know what I'm saying? Cause the more, you know, the more responsibility you have, 
Right, right. <laughs> you you so, have to hold yourself accountable to, to doing the right thing. And exactly. people don't want that responsibility. No, they and, do not. And, you know, with Texas deciding to, to pass this new bill to remove this from their curriculum, like you said, I think it is derailing whatever whatever we've gotten from you know what our ancestors have done you know been through and what MLK you know accomplished with his efforts I think it's a way of trying to like you said go back you know Mm -hmm. it's not a let's move forward let's learn from the past you know Mm -hmm. and that's the thing like things keep occurring or dissension keeps happening because they keep doing the same things. Mm-hmm. What's the saying? If you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. And I feel like yep. that's what they're trying to do. Exactly. With, with all of this. And honestly, so this is the thing. By 2040, 2050 at the latest, there will be no one major minority group. There will be no one, like, white people won't be the majority, black people won't be the majority. It's all going to be a hodgepodge of different races here with no leading majority. And white people are realizing they're losing their position. Mm -hmm. And as the country is browner, as we've entered gig economy, Bitcoin, different ways of bringing in wealth, it is a culture shock to them. They're like, what? There are rich black people. There are rich Indian people. There are rich Mexican people. And we will not be replaced. Like, what do you mean we will not be replaced? You're the CEOs, you own the businesses, you've had the inheritances. Like, if you jagged it, that's on you. (laughs) Like, you had every opportunity, every benefit of the doubt. Like, stop Stop it. Um, Yes. I feel from, I mean, the Karen is getting out of hand with all of this and people not being understanding no or being told no or being confronted with facts like the internet this social media stuff has just really ruined research and like intelligent debate everybody's opinion is fact now mm-hmm. yes and if you you can google anything you can say anything it could be outlandish you can find an article on it well see I found this article it gotta be true really you found this obscure blog post <laughs> and that's <laughs> what you're gonna say against all of this research we have over on this side mm-hmm. alright all right. yeah <laughs> yeah. I say shame on Texas and, and any other state that decides they want to remove you know black history or Native American history from their curriculum even though I feel like there's th- you know, Black history might be slim, but Native American might be even more slim. You know, I feel like the only time they talk about Native Americans is when it comes to talking about the um, the Oregon Trail and, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that first encounter with, with the Europeans coming over to the Americas. But outside of that, we learn nothing else about Native American history. So I definitely think that you're doing a disservice to the the future generations if you want to remove what little information that they already give. But again, that just tells us as parents and, you know, group you know communities that Mm -hmm. we need to be teaching our kids these things on our own for sure my mom always told me you're not gonna learn everything you need to know at school they're not gonna Mm -hmm. give you they're not gonna give you the yeah 
Yeah, for sure. And I I don't necessarily know if my parents ever told me that, but I definitely know that they took education seriously because the generation right before them were the ones who were barely offered an education period. You know, so it was go to school, get a good job, you know, live a good life. And, you know, of course, I think my parents were good teachers when it came to expanding on certain things. Like my mom was definitely beneficial in my earlier years of doing certain projects. And I tell you, my mama probably did the better projects compared to the ones I did on my own. (laughs) But, (laughs) but, um, you know, I definitely think that, you know, it's time that we take our children's education into our own hands and and fill the gap into what they're not learning at school, for sure. To happen, right? We need to be thinking, cool thinking, and how to do your own research, right? Like we can, I could fill you with facts, right? But if I can't mm-hmm. teach you how to communicate that information. Right. And it's like we have so many problems. Which one do we pick? I mean, I'm here in Chicago. In Chicago, we're dealing with violence, mm-hmm. violence, violence, violence. And it's like senseless violence. And it's like, okay, it's hard for me to keep track and think about all the other stuff we want to do. Like, I care about the oceans and I care about, you know, health status and everything else like that. But also, I got to be concerned when I walk out my door to go to my car. Yeah. I have to be concerned when I go get gas. Like, we failed a few generations. Yeah, for like, sure. This system has failed a few generations and it, it's hard, but we have to persevere. You know what I'm saying? Even just being an example, you pursuing your goals and aspirations is inspirational, right? And if we mm-hmm. can encourage others to do that, I mean, it's a new economy, right? You don't have to work yeah. in a factory. You don't have to be a police officer, lawyer, teacher, you know, the, the, the five or so uh, careers they tell you about in school. You right. could legit be a whole rapper. You could be a podcaster. You could be a YouTuber. You could do whatever. You could do whatever. Uh, yeah. So just trying to continue to inspire, you know, our our brothers and sisters, our cousins. Definitely, <sighs> there's a better way. There, there are definitely better ways to acquire generational wealth outside of the the professions we grew up knowing as these are the kind of jobs that you want to get. And as you become an adult, you start to realize like, oh, I'm not passionate about science or shit. I just don't get it, you know, or <laughs> right. whatever the case. So, okay, I can't be a doctor no more. Shit, I want to go to school extra after I graduate from, from college, like, or just get my master's degree. So don't want to be no lawyer. Like there are <laughs> so many other professions out there that will allow you to, you know, gain generational wealth and, and we just have to teach our children how to go out there and get it and achieve those things and aspire to be more than just a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer, you know? Yes. And I, I think especially, like, try and hone on the skills that they are good at. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, you know, it's it's all well and good. We can put our kids in the sports. We can give them an instrument you know, whatever, but there are definitely other things that kids are good at outside of those things, and I think it's important to to pay attention to those things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
So, yeah, now that we done kind of talked about, you know, something important, you know, I want to get into a little bit of mess. And Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to talk about this for a very long time since it first came on the scene. But I just wasn't able to to execute it properly at that time. But Mm -hmm. I don't think this story is going to die down anytime soon. But, you know, let's talk about Portia Williams. With her African fiance Simon Guabadia, we all know that that Simon and his ex wife Fallon were introduced on this last season of Real Housewives of Atlanta, and Fallon was introduced on the show as Portia's friend, and mm-hmm. now Portia is now with Fallon's man, which I think is a whole mess in itself, but. You know, they over here prospering and Fallon has moved on with her life. But in a recent interview, Fallon said that Simon told her that Portia slept with his cousin to get with her, get her Rose Royce. Now, I don't know if you watched the show, but a few seasons back, I remember um, Kenya Moore. They were on a bus going on a trip somewhere and Kenya Moore brought up the fact that Portia was sleeping with some rich Mary African and that's how she got her Rolls Royce. So, and when I heard, when I heard that, I didn't put too much thought into it. But then when this situation popped up, I said, hmm, what if Simon is that rich Mary African that they was talking about a couple years back? And then I don't know if this is Simon's way of trying to take the heat off the situation. Like maybe they had been dealing with each other all this time, but you know, to say she was dealing with her his cousin. So to me, like, I get it. Like, we all grown. You find love where you find love. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there are just too many, um, too many instances where, okay, your baby daddy did business with Simon. Now mm-hmm. it's saying, like, you was sleeping with his cousin. Like, mm-hmm. so you just a whole pass around? Like, I don't know if you can call her passport that sis because sis got a ring. <laughs> okay. She she did get a ring. But... A ring and a Rolls Royce. I, I can't be mad. What? what? Sis, is, sis is in her bag. Sis is in her bag. Get in yours. <laughs> she in everybody's bag. Hey, girl. Teach a class. Because... Right. <laughs> And for Fallon, honey, I know it hurt. It got. I would just. I wouldn't even be in the spotlight. I. Funny enough, I had started following following Fallon before she got on the show, and I said to myself, I said, "Now, why she do this? You don't belong on this show. This is not gonna work out well for you." And it did not. I could. It did. Girl, no, <laughs> that wasn't for you. And this be embarrassing this way. I hope they cut her a check. I'm hoping this was all for storyline. She knew this going in. Because mm-hmm. how? So then, my theory on how Fallon even got on the show is, I feel that going back to the the Mary Af- rich Mary African a couple years ago, I mm-hmm. feel like in order to kind of like make this make the situation make money, was Simon told Fallon like you gonna come on the show as Portia friend. You know, I feel like it was all a ploy. Yeah. Money. 
You know what I'm saying? And not necessarily like Portia came in and took her man. I feel like this was already in the works. <laughs> I, could, I could agree to that too. I could agree to that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I just... But you know, this is my thing. Though. I think once you get into that echelon, hopefully your other options are in that same echelon. Like hopefully she don't, you know, you and now you, I don't know what. I don't know. Just I guess dating a regular guy. I mean, to go from private planes everywhere and villa mm-hmm. this and servants that to washing your own dishes, that's a <laughs> <laughs> that's a big drastic change. <laughs> What is the spousal yeah. support looking like? Talk about <laughs> it. So they so messy because I, you know, I said I was following them. He just mm-hmm. took all the pictures down off of the Instagram. Now it's just him and the kids. Like y'all, are petty boots. Yeah, I, I just think, yeah, I definitely hope. Like, I need to do some research on her new man and just see if like this is the same level of money because, like you said, how can you go from? being wined and dined maybe one day he wake up and say let's go have lunch in Paris you know what I'm saying to flying flying just regular first class or you know whatever I would hope he wouldn't be going back to coach but at least first class you know but um, how do you go back from living that life of extravagance to kind of just being humble and then again that just means like hopefully these women that are dealing with these men with all this money and give them these extravagant lifestyles are doing something with the money that they have access to so that they can also maintain the lifestyles once they're no longer with these men. Right. Right. And that's the thing too, like for me, I don't know, my parents, I just grew up very independent. Right. And it's something I'm trying to break right now. It's like, yes, I take care of myself. I, you know, I went to school, I did all the things, checked all the boxes, got the job, yada, yada, yada. But then you see stuff like this and it's just like, what did this woman do? Right. <laughs> Who's this? You were the host. Right. And, and now I, you're on private jets. Okay. Right. Because I just feel like it's so many women nowadays that was, oh, I was just a stripper or I was just a, a, a bottle girl or whatever. And I got wifed up. And it's just like, bruh. <laughs> bruh. I do all of it, like, super independent. Like you said, go to school, get the job, you know, all of this and that. And then you you working all, all working hard to, uh-huh. to get little things. And this person, all this person was, was a pretty face. Uh-huh. And it don't match up, right? Because mm-hmm. when you talk to guys, they like, oh, we don't like these fake bodies for real. We don't like the lashes. We don't like the hair. Da, 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 da. But that's who you liking on Instagram. That's who you right. taking out. That's mm-hmm. who you bending over backwards for. So what do you what do you say? But funny enough, I had a conversation with a young man, a young, young man at, at that. Um, mm-hmm. And he he's a Nigerian. Mm-hmm. And he was saying how, you know, with dating and dating African-American women, we are hard. Mm-hmm. Some of us are just too headstrong, don't listen, too independent, too loud, yada, yada. And normally I'll be like, eh, why would you do that? But I listen. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to debate you on that, but we had to be. Right. <laughs> and I, like, I feel like that's what they don't understand. It's not that we want to be hard or so independent. It's just that we don't have a choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't have, uh, you know, in previous situations, I haven't had a man that's just like, 
I'll do any and everything for you. Don't worry about this. You know, whatever. It's just like, I've had to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm learning. I mean, as I'm older now, I haven't done it. Like, okay, I did that. And for me, it's like, even if I was with a wealthy man, like you said, you will make, want to make sure that you're doing something with the money you have access to. Because I would not be comfortable fully being taken care of, right? Right. It's too, it's, it, you're too precarious. You know what I'm saying? Men, you mm-hmm. fickle. You found your next flavor of the week and now I'm out and you destitute. Like, I just couldn't. Yeah. So even if I didn't have to, I would still do something. Like, man, I'm not working a nine to five, but I'd be on a passion project. Right. Keeping my skills sharp, something, right? Be adding value mm-hmm. in that way. But still, something I think with some of these men and why they go with the pretty face and something else I heard from a man, you know, being nice. Be nice. They want they want one to be nice. Be sweet. Be soft. Give them something to do, right? We so mm-hmm. worried about taking care of everything. You don't even what what's he here for? What you here for? Right. You know, and I think if we raise the bar, you know, a good guy will rise to the occasion. Rise to the occasion, yeah. Definitely. Um th- yeah, that's for sure. And so what I will say is Portia Williams knows how to secure the bag. You know, hopefully Fallon is able to maintain the lifestyle that she had with her husband, you know, well, with her ex-husband, you know, and maybe Simon may be the last stop for Portia. We don't know, you know, but (laughs) we don't know, but, you know, because she didn't been married, she didn't been engaged a couple times. You know, hopefully this one pans out. You know, they they post that they so in love on the social medias and, you know, whatever. Let's hope this pans out for sis. I know she got a spinoff coming to to talk about her life, you know, so I would definitely be tuning in for that just to see how things are progressing with her and Simon outside of the Real Housewives. Oh, she secured her own back because Simon seemed like the like week right he fall in love hard he probably love bombs early mm-hmm. and because yeah. he's incredibly wealthy you know you can you can spend you can be lavish you can go above and beyond you can do all the things and to him it's nothing you know what i'm saying yeah. whatever here's, I mean, here's here's a car here's a car here's a trip that's nothing he's enjoying that part mm-hmm. but i think he was with what only two or three years or whatever he already got a sling of children so i feel like he just Having a baby for him, like Nick Cannon, is nothing. It's like, shoot, I can take care of this, my tribe, whatever. And I just, right. I don't know if this is the last stop. I think this is a pit stop. Mm-hmm. She, I don't know, Portia need a square tech guy that's just like working a dark room. You know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> behind the scenes, makes a whole lot of money. You would never know. You would never see him. That would be the last stop. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, you know, I think this topic was a great segue into the hot cup of cocoa. Is about basically going from your regular dude, you kind of being a breadwinner, to being with someone who is able to do lavish things or tell you, like, don't worry about it. I got it. You know, I'm still working towards that part, you know, but, um, you know, I, you told me at this moment, you are currently seeing someone who has raised the bar quite a bit. So do you want to just tell us 
how you you came to this place and meeting this individual? Well, I hope y'all don't be like, oh, she kooky, but I'm I'm into it. I had to manifest. I manifested it. Um Girl, ain't nothing wrong with manifesting. I be manifesting too. I manifested a few things in my life this year, which will be revealed at some point besides my house. So hey. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's like me. I'm working on thinking bigger, whatever. So honestly, um, so I like to do these like full moon circles with my girlfriends and whomever wants to join, but where we actually just take a time to do intentions, set intentions. And for like this last cycle or two, my intentions had been on self-love, had been on love, partnership, things like that. So I had wrote a list of like different types of qualities that I was looking for. And not everything revolved around money per se, just more so being able, being responsible, being given, giving, uh, being a teacher, being strong, being healthy, things like just, you know, whatever attributes and whatnot. And so I met a guy and originally I didn't think nothing of it. I was just like, whatever. But we had kept running into each other and we keep running into each other. Like without even being planned, it's like, I'm gonna see you later and then I'll see you at the store. Like, why yeah. did you even plan this? How did, where are you at? Why are we always in the same spaces? And mm-hmm. so with um, him, um, you know, fine. His first thing was always like, you know, can I bring you lunch? Can I do this? Can I do that? And I'm not, I'm like, whoa, can you do this? Can you do what? I don't have to ask. And then I'm like, right. I'm taking it back. And then for me, like I do, I live alone, have my own place and everything like that. Being a woman in your own place, it's hard. It's like handiwork that needs to be done. And hey, you're <laughs> preaching to the choir. I got to go mow my line now. Hello. No, you do not. No, you do not. <laughs> Somebody needs to be mowing your lawn for you. No, no, no. Um, so something like that. So like the first time he came by, he like... Man, what you need fixed in here? Huh? What? You want a honey-do list? <laughs> right, because yeah. I got one. <laughs> right, like, okay. I'm like, well, this over here broke. Okay, what else? Well, this broke too. What else? And this over here is kind of loose. What else? I'm like, what else? What else? And it's like, I'm not even used to things. I just be like, oh, I'll take care of it. It'll get fixed when it gets fixed or you try yeah. to hide it or whatever. But I just went into it, just being open. Like, all right, you want to see my mess? Here it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't run away? Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's new. It really is new. Um, Like yeah. I said before, like being really independent, really not asking for things. Like I was blessed. Thank God. Thank my parents. They're like, you know, all needs had always been met. So on yeah. that part, you know, cool even some wants cool mm-hmm. and so then growing up it's like okay i take care of myself i got the things that i could afford i got the things that you know i could do for myself um but then meeting someone who wants to do for you oh my god oh it's my different. god it's different and like mm-hmm. my love language is acts of service and gifts the way i give love is like time words of affirmation so like you i'm spending all this time with you i'm like whoa and then for you just be like pouring into me it's like i'm not even used to it i was telling him like i'm not used to having help i don't even know what to do <laughs> like, right and i think that goes back to again like with women african-american women and when my other friend was standing up about us being hard and whatnot even just sitting patiently and waiting for him to come open the door mm-hmm. right you know we so used to like oh, i got it and get up and open it no right Relax, be catered to. Be a man. Allow him to do what he can do. And maybe not every mm-hmm. guy 
is the open the car door guy. And maybe you don't even care about that. But it is nice when it happens or when someone taps into that thing that you like. Maybe right. your thing is maybe your thing is words of affirmation. And he always got something nice to say, or a little card, or a text. You know, whatever it is like your thing. And when someone taps into it, it's like, wow. And especially after a season of what I feel like was I was giving a lot. I was giving what I wanted to mm-hmm. receive. And so when you do that, you do it for a long time, you're drained. Like I was saying before, like, you know, my cup is empty. Like I'm, I, I am an empty vessel and manifesting too. is like for someone to pour into my cup, you know, pour into me. I hope it's reciprocal. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I think we battle with that too. When people give to us that you feel like, oh, I'm taking, taking, taking. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, because when you were giving, you were giving free of spirit, right? And if that person is giving free of spirit to you, receive it. Right. And I'm working on it myself because it's like, you know, we at this point in life, you've had many relationships. You got past trauma. You be triggered by different things. So even when you're being nice, I'm still looking at the corner of my eye like, right. another shoe going to drop. And you know, I think it's unfortunate that we've, become desensitized to men who who want to do these things because now we're looking at them like what's your ulterior motive like is this real okay when the shit gonna hit the fan you know what i'm saying like it's like you can't even be fully appreciative or or fully open to what they giving because you don't think it's real mm-hmm and I'm working on that too. I really am. Funny enough, I had a conversation with a young lady who was asking me, like, "Oh, do you trust so and so?" I was like, "Yeah." I'm like, do you know so and so? I'm like, actually, not not really. And like, well, how can you? <laughs> you don't really know like that. And I'm like, well, a few things. First off, we trust all the time, right? I trust mm-hmm. that my Uber driver is not drunk and yeah. you know has a license. I trust that you know the person preparing my food is being hygienic. You know, we're trusting all the time and I can only trust really what you tell me, what you show me, you know? Right. I thought I knew someone and they hurt me very deeply. So it's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's your- like you, you trust until given reason not to. Exactly. Yeah. And working on that still, because it's still, like you said, I'm still corner out the corner I like. Right. You know, but so far, this person does everything they say they're going to do. Mm-hmm. everything gets done so it's just like living in the moment that's been something yeah. I've been working on anyway across the board relationships with self with work just being present and enjoying the present let's say the other shoe do drop let's say he do turn out to not be great all right well we had a lot of great moments up to that point yeah so enjoy yeah. it instead of being like always worried and stressed about the next bad thing that might happen because you you can't control any of that anyways yeah so and doing things differently, you just think you manifested something different this time around? I certainly did. And I was very intentional about it. I mean, mm-hmm. with via practice, via meditation, visualizing, and want and I think wanting, deserving to be treated well, like to just be re-inspired that there are good guys out there. Cause I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, this, this, this is, is not, not going to work for me. But, 
I'm like, oh, okay, there are some nice guys out there. Uh, some of my friends had said that, but I didn't believe them. Um, yeah. Nice to to meet one or two or three or four or five or however many. And just, yeah. You know, the president being, being happy and being okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that as, as we're older, we have to start being more intentional. And I think manifesting is a great way at being intentional because you're specifically praying to God for certain attributes that you would like in a mate. And like you said, it don't necessarily have to be money that you're looking for them to, to have, but to be able to do like, just to say, Hey, you know, you're praying that you want your person to be able to do things outside of just the necessities. You pray for a person who is able to teach you, teach you things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think you're never too old to learn something. And each person comes with something different. And so, of course, they're going to teach you teach you certain things. Maybe it's something that they do business-wise that they can teach you or, you know, mm-hmm. it's just things that you pray for in a partner. And especially when you say you want a man to be able to lead you, these are things that you should be praying about, things that you should be intentional about when you're manifesting what you want for yourself. And I think, and, and it's a feeling too, right? When you can, mm-hmm. when you're around someone who you trust to lead, Mm-hmm. Where like, I can, I I can follow. I listen. Like people, oh, black women don't listen. I listen. If yeah. you talking the right stuff, right? You can't mm-hmm. just be supposed to follow you off the cliff. No, right. <laughs> no, but but if you you know are sound of mind and you move with discernment, yes, yes, women will follow. Yes, yes, you can get a steak dinner. Yes, all of those things. <laughs> yes. So in previous relationships, did you ever feel you had to be apologetic for making more money? Oh, for sure. So this is the thing. I like artists. Mm-hmm. I, do. I really am an artist. I wish I was an artist. I have great ideas, but I have trouble and I'm, I'm working on it clearly, bringing it from the, you know, mental mind into the physical world. Mm-hmm. So I, but I do, I really admire artists who do that. I love their style. I love that they're just like so um, confident in themselves and everything like that. But artists' lifestyle don't suit my lifestyle. I like, <laughs> at least, I like, I like to get my check every two weeks. I like to know that my bills can be paid. I like to have certain level of security, you know. But mm-hmm. you know, others who choose different types of lifestyle are okay with the feast and famine, right? And so. Yeah, sometimes when people are on their path, and I'm like, and I'm supportive. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm a down chick. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming to shows. Yeah. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm buying the two drink minimum. I'm bringing people out. You know, I'm with it. But mm-hmm. I'm also like not gonna sit like on your crate couch. You know what I'm saying? But you yeah. mad because. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no, no. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, and I'm like, I'm not super bougie to that degree. Like, oh my god, you gotta have Egyptian cotton sheets. But I mean, you should have sheets. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't sleeping on bare mattress. Boy, I mean, sitting on the floor. <laughs> At least have the like, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> At least I, I expect 
my man to have the bareness. If 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 that's how you rock it, at least the the bare necessities. I don't want your bed to be on the floor. At least have a couch. You know what I'm saying? Have some Tupperware. You know, is that right. too much to ask? Right. It's like at this point, right? Like, um, we and we've come through the spectrum from teens, twenties. You know, we're in the thirties now, and the dating pool is probably what from late twenties. You know, by that time, I, you I should have date, some stuff. I would date a, a older gentleman, but I don't want him to look old. You know, I don't want to be out <laughs> and somebody be like, is that a daddy? You know? Exactly. Like, <laughs> I want you to look young in nice shape. You know, whatever. Just don't be looking old. But I would exactly. date an older man. <laughs> exactly. You should have some So I think... As as we get older, typically you get better, right? So right. I'm not faulting the young guys. I just want y'all to do better sooner. Um, mm-hmm. You know, have a mentor. Where are y'all elderly male friends at that can teach you how to change a tire and some oil changing? Do a little thing for a woman. She will be putty in your hands. Exactly. Girl, yes, definitely. I'm asking what? <laughs> Make you a pie from scratch. <laughs> from scratch, yes. From, from scratch, my friends always be like, "You always talking about from scratch?" Yes, I made that from scratch. From you scratch, all of the ingredients. <laughs> when I picked the apples, I I cut them, I made the pie, all of that for you, right? For you, from scratch. It is a labor of love. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yes. So, I know for me. I've not necessarily been the breadwinner. For me, it's always we make like the same money. So I don't necessarily know what it's like to be the breadwinner. But, you know, how did you feel being the breadwinner in your previous relationships? I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) To look back, to look Mm -hmm. back on it, I don't like it. I would never do it again. I would much rather either be like equally yoked or he makes more. Or saves more. Um, but mm-hmm. it also, it's a few different things like views on money, right? I'm not saying, mm-hmm. and I'm not super, I'm not, you know, I'm doing all right, but I'm, yeah. <laughs> so it's not like I'm asking for you to, I don't know, be making a quarter meal every year. You don't even got to do all that, but be fiscally responsible, yes. Mm-hmm. Be able to help, yes. And I think just my view of a man, like I just, I want to be covered by you, right? So mm-hmm. do a little bit more because as a woman, yeah. I'm giving you my time. And that's the thing that we can't give back. I'm giving you my body. I'm giving mm-hmm. you, you know, support. I'm support. I'm, you know, whatever it is that you need or what this relationship makes it reciprocal. Mm-hmm. You can take care of the physical, right? Like right. handle the mortgage or handle the bills. Like you want to leave, but where are you leading us? Mm-hmm. You can't be a leader and we pay half the bills because if I wanted a roommate, I wouldn't have a roommate. I don't want a roommate. Right. So <laughs> that part. <laughs> <laughs> so so as far as like so if you were to live with a man or you know you you find somebody that you want to marry and this person is everything that you need them to be. I know you mentioned, you know, pay the mortgage. How do you feel the relationship is reciprocal? Like, what are your responsibilities in the household if your man is paying the mortgage? Like, are you paying any bills? Like, what does that look like? 
typically I've um and when I've talked to my girlfriends and even with my parents like type relationship, it would be, you know, maybe one is paying the mortgage and one is doing the house bill. So the cable, the lights, the gas, mm -hmm. you know, you make it even. I have not heard or encountered where you just can keep your whole check. Now right. I'm not against it. <laughs> if there's anybody who wants to provide that lifestyle, you own that. I okay? will. I will. I will take it, baby. <laughs> but I think. I think you know. In this, in, in America, yeah. I mean, the game is not set up for one. It's it's set up for couples. You need almost right. two incomes to even be comfortable. Unless your person is bringing in a quarter, half meal, you in financial services or something. I don't know. Haven't met you. I'm looking for you. But. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Other than that, and I think that's something that I've been thinking about about finances. Like, when do you get really invested? Right. With someone, you know, like I had relationships didn't even get that deeply invested into. It still was very much you know these are the expectations as long as you meet them yada yada. But mm -hmm. you know now moving. At what point is that even an issue? Like I'm hesitant to even get into people's business that much you know like you might just be here for a seat so right. you know why I think uh, it's different phases in dating ship where you're trying to impress I think we have to what I don't think it'll be no more dating you, you want to just be us what are we practicing for I'm not practicing that no more so you know we Conversations. How do you want to live? Do you mm. want to live in a city? Do you want to be rural? Vacation property. How are we going to go about getting it? What are you doing with your money? How much saving? Are you putting anything into your four hundred one k or your RRA or a piggy bank? Hell. <laughs> right. Yeah. I you know what I'm saying? You know, when it comes to the phases of dating, I always tell people like that's where I. You know, don't necessarily know how how you're supposed to phase into different phases of the relationship. Like, because I don't think we, I like for me personally, I don't think I ever leave that court courtship infatuation stage to even get to the point where it's like, okay, we we we've established we're a couple. You know, now we talk about long term you know, finances, things like that. It's just like, mm -hmm. you know, where in the relationship do you even have these conversations? And so, because the thing is, you don't necessarily want to rush it, but then mm -hmm. also you don't want to be sitting in one phase for too long because certain conversations haven't been had. You mm -hmm. know, like I've been so, because I've mentioned on the show, like I've been married before and we didn't have this conversation about children until after we were married. But I had a friend ask me, why are y'all arguing about something that's not in existence? And I'm like, I get what you're saying. But mm -hmm. in the same token, I was glad we had those conversations because say we didn't and we just had a kid. And now we arguing about how to raise kids. You know, we not on the same page about how we want to raise our kids like how, how that works. You know, mm -hmm. so it's like I'm glad it was a conversation that was had because it helped us not to go down that path. So um, I definitely think it's important during certain phases 
in the relationship to have certain conversations. And I think once you get past the, I think if you can make it past that, that initial courtship phase into that next phase where you've established that you're in a relationship, it's important to talk about, okay, what is it that you want from this relationship? Is it to be married? You know, how are your finances looking? Because I don't want to be with somebody who's not financially sound who doesn't know how to make good financial decisions. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. once you become married, like that debt or that burden now becomes mine. You know, exactly. we have to work out how we are going to pay off this debt or whatever the case may be, you know? So, um, Fact. you know, and it's, and it's like, you know, you know, some People are flashy, so you have guys who got the Balenciaga shoes, and I got the Louis belt, and this and that. I'm actually like not really attracted to that guy. Like that's just like super flashy, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not met many who beyond what they were wearing to match. Right? Like you, you the type too. Whatever you get, you spend it right away. You flossing and right. then mix match Tupperware and whatnot. You using takeout because. Plastic place from the dollar house. And I think it's also just different values. I think that's really what it comes down to. Because it's no shade. That's what you, mm-hmm. you rather wear two thousand dollars shoes than sleep on a bed. That's your choice. Um, just doesn't align with what I want. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, I had just made. I had just made a post on Instagram, and basically, I just took a poll asking people. I I posted the picture, and the picture was basically a thing of spaghetti in an old ice cream bucket and it looked like maybe it was some rolls and some fried chicken but the I think the main focus was the ice cream bucket filled with uh, spaghetti mm-hmm. and I, it said you know you crushing on this girl you invite the girl to your house you know and this is what you present for dinner and then at, and then I asked like you know would you stay or would you go you know if this is what they presented to you and me personally I would go because mm-hmm. why would you I just at this age I yep. feel like you should at least have some some cooking you know pots and pans and things and then you should also have decent Tupperware now in the instance that you just made this dinner you could have left the spaghetti in the pot you didn't have to transfer it to that ice cream bucket. Because I was thinking, like, why you just ain't leave it in a pot? Yeah. You know? And because I'm like, why you got that big uh, kid's birthday party ice cream? I don't even like this. Type of- <laughs> right. So you eat cheap that ice cream, too. <laughs> uh, Come on, now. Black, black. And that's the thing. I like that you said. Back in the day, I would have stayed. I'd have been like, oh, he tried. Yes. Oh. That is college behavior. That is, this is my first apartment, fresh out of high school college behavior. But as a 30 something year old woman, I expect you to have Tupperware. My thing is, I would hope that I inspire you to want to show me better. That's what I'm right. trying to exude. Mm-hmm. Show me better. I'm hoping that I've inspired you to. And get a nice bowl to put this in to want to have matching plates for us to set an ambiance. That's at least what yeah. I talk about. Like, I would hope that you knew me well enough to know that I wouldn't accept this. 
right. you didn't know me well enough, then I shouldn't even be in your house. Exactly. So that that is exactly why I said I would go because it's just like it's not that I feel like I'm too bougie to to accept that because yes, the gesture is nice, but at the end of the day. I'm not dating somebody that's fresh out of college. I'm not dating somebody in college. So, yes, I expect you to do better. I expect you to be able to provide some ambiance. And yeah. that big-ass bu- bucket of spaghetti and the ice cream bucket is not part of the ambiance. <laughs> no, the thing is, I'm not saying go get a terracotta bowl. You don't mm-hmm. got to go to Pottery Barn or Pier 1. No. You could have went to Marshall's, to TJ Maxx, hell, the dollar store probably your thing fake crystal you tried yeah, <laughs> like tablecloth there, <laughs> there are definitely things that could have been done to be like he tried and I appreciate the effort you know what I'm saying exactly. versus that yes you went with what you had but like you said if you know me and you know the type of woman that you're dealing with you're going to try and present something better exactly. and so um of course, I had men saying, like, y'all, y'all too bougie. Y'all can't accept that. And I'm like, it ain't that I don't accept that. It's just that I'm too old <laughs> to be dating somebody that thinks this is okay. No, it's all facts. I mean, I've been in phases, and I try to save my cousins, young girls coming up behind me from this. And it's like, you don't have to do that. You don't got to mm-hmm. settle that. You know what I'm saying? He needs to step his game up. Because if it was something about you that he ain't like, he'd be gone. Exactly. You know? <laughs> oh, exactly. she don't get her nails done. Oh, she had some busted shoes on and he'd be gone. And if we doing everything right, he'd still be gone. So yep. take care of yourself. Yep. <laughs> if you have a standard, you maintain your standard. That's for you. Because yep. these snacks going to do what they want. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So... It is nothing wrong with that. I just think when you get to a certain age or you know you're dealing with a certain caliber of woman, you'll try just a little bit harder. Um, and I, I am in total agreement with you when it comes down to being like, you know, your views on how you see your household with your mate. Like, okay, he pays the mortgage and I pay the little bills. You know, the other house bills like buy groceries, the utilities, you know, things like that. I think that is sharing the responsibility of your household, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's what it's all about when it when it when you talk when women talk about you know I want a man that I feel can take care of me. It's not take care of me, but be a real partnership with me. You know what I'm saying, and not my roommate. Exactly, not my roommate. <laughs> roommate season <laughs> is over with. Okay. Like- okay. Season over with. We we move beyond it, and I would advise our young sisters to not get into that either. Mm-hmm. Cause I know. Um. I think I think these youngsters is doing it a little different because I do have some some young women that work for me, and they like, oh, my dude bought me a. I mean, they at that phase where it's all about like buying Louis and Gucci and all of this. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But they like fresh out the gate, like, oh, I was dating my dude for like two weeks and he went and bought me a Louis bag. And I'm like, what? Because I asked them, I was like, how y'all got all this money? When I when I was y'all age, I didn't have money like that. You know, my, my paycheck was real, real small. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, um, 
you know, how, how y'all, how y'all doing this? And they say, you know, sugar daddies, you know, whatever my dude do. For me. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. So I feel like they learn in the game a little bit earlier than we are. You know what I'm saying? But then I also think that goes to like these, you know, how the younger rappers are operating yeah. these days. You know what I'm saying? And these young dudes are trying to, tr- trying to do what they do. And so, you know, they treating their women as far as uh, giving gifts and, and that type of thing. They're doing a little bit better. Man, because, okay, I was going to say something. <laughs> go ahead, girl, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you were a scammer, if you got a car cracker, if you, if you were a drug dealer, yeah, 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 you get a Louis bag. Yeah, it's nothing. yeah. <laughs> They running care yeah. credit scams. You can get you a BBL. Okay. But that's the right. thing about like how people view money, right? Like, so yeah, maybe he'll buy you a Louis bag. He won't pay for your mm-hmm. you need to get a certification. He's not gonna just give you fifteen hundred in cash to be like, go do what you need to do for you, babe. He's gonna get you what he wanna get you. Right. He wants you to look nice on his arm. Exactly. And there's a time and place for that for sure. Yeah. About my collar, but just keeping that in mind. I was just thinking about that like People's relationships with money and how and you can't tell nobody what to do with their money, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll get your hair and nails done because maybe for him that makes him feel like a man. And some for father told them you give your girl X dollars to do this, this and third, that make a man. I've heard I've had that being told to me, like, and that's what you think. Okay, cool. Yeah. But it's like, man, I can really do I really need a new car. car. I need tires. Nah, nah, shorty. You know, handle that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's definitely priorities, you know what I'm saying? And at, at this age, no, I'm not looking for anybody to, to buy me Louis and Gucci. If you know you want to buy me gifts, that's nice. But I also anticipate you be able to do other things for me besides those type of monetary things, like invest in me, you know, like my not just my physical appearance, but how I make money, like. You know, I, I can hold my own now. But, you know, mm-hmm. if you want me to, you know, I have aspirations, aspirations and dreams. Invest in those aspirations and dreams. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that's the ticket right there. I mean, like yeah. I said, but have fun for these young ladies and for to get the bag. Get, yeah, get, get the, the bag. Have fun. <laughs> 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 yes, get the bag and have fun. Like, I think to me, and I feel like that's how we operated in our early 20s. Like, we was just having fun. You know, mm-hmm. like, I, I see a lot of people be like, you know, I got all these kids, you know, whatever. And they're like, you don't got kids yet? And it's just like, no. Like, I've had dudes tell me, like, oh, something must be wrong with you. You 30-something and ain't got no kids. And it's just like, no. I enjoyed my 20s and I had fun. Mm-hmm. What, what's wrong with that? I was responsible. I was responsible. What's wrong with being responsible? And you meet people, and you sometimes you teach people responsibility. People do what they want to do. Yes, no, feels good. Yes, yes, it does. Fine. Mm -hmm. But I I get it. I get it. But you know Mm what? Ain't worth the risk, first and foremost. (laughs) Two, for a kid, no, for you to do what? We had fun. We got a shorty. We got to figure this thing out. And but who left right. with it? Me. Who gonna take? Hey. No. 
people. Exactly. No. And then it's just like, what if we just met and we, this situation happened? Like, why would I have a kid with you? You know what I'm saying? I don't know you. I don't know what type of parents you're going to be. And of course, we probably ain't going to be together because this is a one time thing. So why would I want to have a baby with you? <laughs> but, you know, every everybody makes the decisions that they feel are right for them. I just know for me and my early 20s, I was not about that life. I was like, I want to be carefree. I want to have fun. I want to do what Crystal want to do when Crystal want to do it. And that's that. Like now, like I was telling my friends that do have kids, I'm like, you know what? I, I wish I had had kids earlier before I knew. like the freedom, right? Mm-hmm. If you had a kid- 2021 you were just leaving your mama house and you had to start your own house now let's say or you got a kid you just been doing that mm-hmm. versus having fun in your 20s living your whole independent life and then it's like whoa now if I have a kid it's I know I know that everything I'm doing is for this kid now right before everything I was doing I was doing it for myself like I ain't eight yet today so same, <laughs> but you had a same. kid <laughs> we didn't have breakfast and lunch already <laughs> I'm preparing dinner now. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I definitely think it's a, a difference. And so I also be thinking like, dang, my friends who already got kids, like, they going to be 40 and their kids going to be grown. And I'm going to just have a little one. Like <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. One of my ladies I work out with, she her daughter's 18 and she's like 33 now or something like that. So I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. you out here, you can start over. You wanted to like you're 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 like in your prime and your kid right. is mm-hmm. yes yes uh one of the girls that worked for me she was just telling me like her mother is just a few years older than me and i'm like ain't nothing but four years older than me and got a whole grown child i'm like she living her best life now you know what I'm saying? And I'm mm-hmm. still living my best life, but at some point, I ain't going to be living, I'm living my best life at that time because that's what I want to be doing at that time. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But when I think about the freedom of being able to just do, it be like, yeah, now I'm going to have to be thinking about who's going to watch my kid when I'm trying to go. Mm-hmm. You know, have a good time, a girl's night or whatever. Or say I want to take a girl's trip, like, you know, now I got to be thinking about who's going to keep my kid. You know, I got to pay for somebody to take care of my kids. So, you know, I, I definitely think it's it's just a different, it'll just be a little different for us. But I don't think because you have a kid, like, especially at this age, like, to have a kid, it ain't stopping no show. Right. Right. Yeah. It's not, but I'm definitely not just giving babies away. Facts. Facts on facts. You I'm not still, just- <laughs> I feel like I waited this long. I'm still okay. waiting for marriage to have a kid. Exactly. Like, girl, you made it all the way to here and you still end up. No, no. And you cool still be a baby mama. Like, girl, how that happened? <laughs> right. You had all the choices. You made that one. Okay. All right. Okay, sis. <laughs> all right, sis. I see you go off. But, uh, yeah, like, I just. I just look at it as I have lived my life if I, as I have seen fit. And, you know, I'm happy with how I have lived my life. And hopefully the person that's supposed to be my my partner in life, he going to be everything I need him to be. Because it's just like, I, I don't waited this long. You going to be you going to be everything I need you to be. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing what I was thinking about my manifesting in my list. Mm-hmm. What I was also was thinking about qualities for myself 
You know, yes. am I, am I, do I uh, hold the things that I'm asking for? Am I kind? Am I giving? Am I healthy? Am I, you know, am I what I, what I wanted someone else, right? Yeah. And of course you have your short, your, your strong suits and weaker suits. And I would want a puzzle fit type of relationship where it's like, you're strong where I'm weak. I'm weak where you're strong. So it's like, I particularly don't want to do handy stuff around the house, but I do want somebody who's handy. Right. Um, I, something I like. I like to see you, you know what I'm saying, sanding some wood. Ooh. Come on, <laughs> this, yes, this it's together. <laughs> you know, it's as you get older, more things about a man becomes attractive besides looks. It's like, yeah. ooh, you know how to fix stuff? Yes. You know how to do this? Okay. Like, yeah, that's the type of stuff that starts to attract you as you get older. It's just like, you know, because you start really looking at people can you be the, can you be my mate, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and it, it's important to, to manifest what it is you want in a partner and also manifest what you want to be for that partner and, mm-hmm. and pray that you encompass what that person needs from you as well. Because like you said, the relationship has to be reciprocal. It just can't be take, 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 or give, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, let's, you know, a lot of us women are going from being the breadwinners or just dealing with stuff you don't necessarily have to. But, you know, manifest. And I did a whole episode on manifesting. So go back and listen to that episode. Get some tips on how to manifest. But, you know, manifest what it is you want for your future, for your mate, for yourself. And you know, you can go from being the breadwinner to the person that has a man that wines and dines you and can give you the type of lifestyle that you either already have or is elevating what you have. Uh So, um, again, I want to thank you, Alex, for coming on the show. And, you know, I know you have a lot of things going on. And I'll just say I'm super proud None of my, I don't feel I have no bum friends. And so, you know, I think you do an amazing job. I was super proud when you were running to be an older woman. And so, um, you know, you want to let people know where they can follow you and, and see what type of things that you're doing in your community. Oh, that's a good one. So um, you can actually follow me Health Policy Bay on Instagram. I'll start posting there more about what I'm doing in the community. Um, I'm in Chicago and we're doing a comprehensive city plan. They haven't done a city plan since like 1966. If you want some fun reading, I say check it out because you'll see in that document, it's devoid of context. As we started this conversation about teaching in school, this document, Mm -hmm. they talk about, you know, fair housing and education and all this different stuff. But in action, we're not doing any of those things for (laughs) African-Americans. at all so with this time around there's been more focus on equity and getting community involvement so my piece of it we're doing some community engagement this summer it's going to be a lot of fun Um, i'm going to post on health policy bay and instagram hold me accountable so folks can follow along with that uh kind of cool (laughs) stuff (laughs) yes definitely and so again thank you for coming on the show if you guys you know i 
again, I always say I appreciate y'all for tuning in. And I especially thank y'all for encouraging me to keep going with the podcast. So continue listening, continue holding me accountable, which I have done. So thank you. And you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Keeking with Coco. And try out the drink, the Paloma. Let me know what y'all think about it. I will definitely add the ingredients or the recipes to the show notes. I'll make a post about it. So hashtag drink with Coco and uh, tag me at Kikan with Coco so I can know y'all are drinking these drinks. But again, thank y'all for tuning in. And until next time, bye. Bye. Thank you.